Welcome to the Dayton Women in the Word podcast. Our ministry's simple goal is to help women read their Bibles. In this season, we are asking God to break every barrier to the treasures He has for us in His Word. With each guest, we will investigate what tends to keep us from the Word of God, whether rooted in our upbringing, season of life, culture, environment, personality, or in our very own mind. As you listen, examine your own life and be encouraged. God is greater than all the barriers, and He will stop at nothing to bring us near. Hey sisters, we want you to know our team is praying for you during this difficult time for our world. God wants to meet you and draw you close today, wherever you are and whatever you are doing. Lean into him for strength and keep standing upon his word. We will be posting extra encouragement in the coming weeks on our social media channels and blog. In addition, we invite you to revisit our previous podcast seasons to hear wisdom from many godly women. We also want to hear how God is moving in your own heart throughout the coronavirus epidemic. If you have a testimony to share on our blog or social media outlets, please email us at DaytonWomenInTheWord at gmail.com. So welcome back to the Date Women in the Word podcast. As a reminder, um, we are in season eight, which is talking about um, breaking barriers that we encounter when we are approaching God's word. I am your host, Bethany, and today I am in the studio with my friend, Felicia. So Felicia, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what your current season of life looks like? Hi, I'm Felicia Davis, and um, I have a family here. We live in the Dayton area. We've been here for about 14 years or so, and I have uh, four children. Uh, Two are grown with their own families. I have a daughter that is a sophomore in college and a freshman in high school. So that's my family. I also um, work outside the home. I have a career here. So just trying to juggle everything like any other uh, woman or listener you have. I have my uh, fighting for time with God, my career outside the home, my family. I work with my church with a local Bible study, trying to find time for myself to work out and juggle all the things that we're all doing on a daily basis. So that's kind of my season right now. That's awesome. Well, we're so glad you joined us today. Um, So as I mentioned, we've been talking about breaking barriers to God's word. Um, The last couple guests that we've had, we've kind of been looking at what their current season looks like and what barriers you might encounter depending on what your current season is holding for you, as well as how that might compare to other seasons that you've walked through. Um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, the barriers that you kind of face now as you approach God's word and how that might be different from past seasons? Um, I would say 
I have the same barriers and primarily time stealers mm -hmm. as any other person that is fighting for time to sit in the word of God. Mm -hmm. um, it certainly looks different than when my girls were smaller, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, as we are running around chasing little ones and carpooling and volunteering at school events that those were potential barriers back then. Mm -hmm. Now that they're older, um, of course, I, I still um, have barriers, but they look different in terms of uh, things that I, I work outside the home. So I have a career outside the home. Um, also hobbies, mm -hmm. <laughs> just being honest, hobbies and, and um, other things that uh, really day-to-day -day things that can tend to be a barrier, mm -hmm. but fighting for the time to sit in the word is no different or easier for me than mm -hmm. anyone else that has that as a priority or a goal. Mm -hmm. um, so we talk about time stealers. Mm -hmm. What are some ways that you've been able to kind of fight the illusion maybe that like we can have it all? Because I think that that's like a very a very uh, common theme in culture now is that, you know, we are strong, independent women. We can have it all. And, you know, sometimes that something has to give in some ways or another and you have to prioritize something. So what does that look like to you in times when you've been able to prioritize um, your time in the word despite everything pulling at your limited 24 hours in the day? You know, and I think you said the key word, it's really priorities. Um, we, I, I say it often in my home, we do what we want to do. Mm -hmm. We fight for time for things that we think are important. And uh, I'll just, full disclosure here, I'm a college basketball junkie. Mm -hmm. um, so mm -hmm. this is my time of year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so fighting for the time and not allowing that to be something that competes with my, my time in the word is is a barrier. Mm -hmm. uh, this is prime time. We're heading into March. And so there's a lot of basketball on. Uh, but really deciding in my heart that uh, nothing is more important uh, than God's word mm -hmm. is something that I really strive for daily. That comes easier than others, to be honest. Um, if I've had enough sleep, uh, if I go mm -hmm. to bed on time, mm -hmm. if I decide I'm going to go work out. So there's a lot of other noise in my life, it, mm -hmm. the same as anyone else, but I think it's just making up my mind every single day that I want to fight for that time mm -hmm. uh, and that I want to make it a priority. So mm -hmm. like I said, it's not always easy. I don't want to sound like that's something that just comes natural for me. It is a, I use the word fight because mm -hmm. it really is something that I have to try to practice daily, make a habit, um, and uh, just set as my tone for the day. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think of um, in the New Testament when Paul talks about, you know, my grace is sufficient for you, mm -hmm. that we have enough grace for each day. We don't have any more than we need. We don't have any less, kind of like manna in the, in the Old Testament. And so all of these complaints about like, oh, if I just had more time, you know, no, he's given us the amount of hours that we need in the day and it's just a matter of like how we choose to allocate it and so when that 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 responsibility is shifted back towards me and my decisions to allocate my time I can't blame anything else for how I spend it yeah and you know I think about um you know time with girlfriends so if I am having coffee or 
if I am going to sit and have lunch with a girlfriend. I mean, those are things that I make time for. Uh, one of the things or one of the excuses God took from me was, you know, and no offense here, but, you know, we have those devotionals or it's like a mm-hmm. five minute devotional or it's a three minute prayer. Nothing wrong with that. But I think as with anything else, a daily diet mm-hmm. uh, of those types of quick fixes and kind of drive through mm-hmm. <laughs> devotionals that really is not sustainable. Yeah. And so um, I think about, you know, I go to the hair salon, I'll sit two or three hours. <laughs> I go to church, which is great. Or I go to, like I said, lunch with a girlfriend or Netflix binging or watch a basketball game, right. which is something mm-hmm. I enjoy doing. I have no qualms about mm-hmm. sitting to do that for two, two and a half hours. But when it comes to God's word, um, I can tend to, or society can tend to want that to be something quick. Uh, and I think we view that as a checking it off the mm-hmm. list or mm-hmm. getting our gold star or yeah. n- none of that is relevant when it comes to spending time in God's word. It is really to benefit me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've already confessed Jesus Christ as Lord. I'm going to heaven. I will spend eternity with him. Reading the Bible and his love letter to us is really for my benefit. Mm-hmm. It is the mirror for me. Mm-hmm. And so I think it really depends on how I frame it and realizing that it is a long game. It mm-hmm. is not uh, it is not a sprint. It's mm-hmm. a marathon. Yep. That really helps me in my thinking and realizing that it is a priority yeah. and it is not something that I'm. I should be expected to zip through all the time. So, yeah. yeah. And I love that you mentioned that this has come up in um, some other uh, guest interactions this season that, you know, there the, the Lord is at work when we are in his word. So when seasons come up where, you know, you're living in a season where the, the five minute devotional is what you feel you have capacity for like he's not going to withhold himself and say okay well I'm only going to give you five minutes of my character like he doesn't act that way um but I know that you know my background is in science and so we talk about how you know things naturally flow towards the path of least resistance Mm -hmm. so if I am not working towards that deeper study of his word I'm just going to stop at what's easiest. So maybe that's just, you know, we we talked earlier in the season about like the faulty approach to scripture where, you know, you just open your Bible and like whatever, whatever page it opens to you read that. Like, again, his word is not going to come back void, but think of how much more you've been able to get out of that lovely letter when you dedicate the time to looking up definitions or cross-referencing because we know that his word is consistent because God's character is consistent. Um, how much more you get out of that um, when you're able to make the time for it. Yeah, you know, and I think about, I'm going back to the example I gave earlier about girlfriend time. I mean, I have a community of women and family that support me mm-hmm. and that love me and I love them and I know they're, you know, they're in my corner, but I've only come to know that because I have spent time with them. Mm-hmm. I don't consistently text them. Uh, it, that's not sufficient. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is uh, It is a way I communicate, but it is not the primary way all the time. Mm-hmm. So if I don't sit across from them from time to time and have those deep conversations and pray together and really get to know them, mm-hmm. it, it's really impossible to really know their true character. Sure. So I yeah. think it really, if we translate it to how our natural relationships mm-hmm. are here in the in the world, the worldly relationships we have, 
It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are no shortcuts when it comes to really sitting at his feet and really getting to know the heart and the character of God. Mm -hmm. Yep, completely. Um, So as you've kind of encountered different barriers, um, how has God worked to help you overcome those um, and to really dig into his word? You know, I think I had to learn to have a right view of who he is. And when Mm -hmm. I say that, I mean, as a father, Mm -hmm. I mean, if you think of God as your, I had to see him as my heavenly father and knowing the heart of a father, it's love, it's unconditional love, it's to care for, it's to provide, it's to nurture me. So, you know, I don't vision him in heaven with a big stick ready to come down uh, and and be super legalistic if I don't cross every T and dot every I. Mm -hmm. But knowing that his character is he is my father. Mm -hmm. He loves me more than anyone could even come close to loving in my natural Mm -hmm. relationships. So I think having that view, it made me want to know him more. It makes me want to dig into his word to I call the I call the Bible his resume, mm. right? It's it's all the work that he's do, done and that he's doing in our lives. And so if I ever want to know what who God is, what he's capable of, what he's done in the past, this is his resume. Mm-hmm. And he was kind enough to leave us many examples of what he's done for, uh, for my brothers and sisters that were long before mm-hmm. me in the old and the New Testament. And I can draw from that because the Bible Mm -hmm. says he's the same yesterday, Mm -hmm. today, and forever. Mm -hmm. And so the resume, and this is also a mirror. So looking in the word and holding that up, it really just shows me areas that I can grow, Mm -hmm. areas where I have shortcomings and where I need him more and more every day. But if I don't sit down and really dig into the word, I am riding on the coattails of Mm -hmm. other people's journey with him. Uh, family that has gone before me. I'm hearing their stories. There's a beautiful scripture in Job. It says, uh, my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes Mm -hmm. have seen you. And if you don't get into the word and only when I'm able to sit at his feet and spend time in the word, can I really see him as that heavenly father? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So we know that scripture is full of different references to, you know, earthly relationships to help us kind of understand mm-hmm. um, how God acts. So father is one, you know, husband is another friend. Um, so what might you say, you know, we have earthly relationships that get messy. Yes. And so then when you are comparing, you know, you see God described as fill in the blank, but that relationship that you have is messy. So it can be hard for people to see God in that light because of their experience on earth. So what um, what might be some encouragement that you could share with our listeners for those who might approach scripture and have difficulties because of human relationships? You know, I think it, and that's hard. That's mm-hmm. very difficult. So I, you know, certainly know that, you know, we have many, many listeners that are coming from a lot of different places of pain Mm -hmm. and brokenness. And uh, so I certainly uh, have a lot of empathy there. But I think we, again, we have to decide um, and get the right view of who God is. Mm -hmm. I mean, he is perfect. Mm -hmm. He is uh, loving. He, his love for me is unconditional. He's full of grace, full of mercy. I mean, he can't be compared 
he can't be compared to any other person in my life or or any other um, physical being. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's in a category all by himself. And so I think just accepting his word as truth and as face value and really taking the leap, that's what faith is. Mm -hmm. Faith is just accepting who he says he is, looking at the many, many plethora of examples that he's given us of how he's shown up for his children. Um, and just accepting that and continuing to walk in his word because it does become, I mean, even with that pain and the brokenness, God showing himself who he is every day, it, it becomes very real. It becomes part of the testimony and part of the journey. So Mm -hmm. it's just taking a leap, believing who he is, who he says he is. He proves himself every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, what would you say? Um, aside, you know, you mentioned Job, Mm -hmm. are there other, um, sections of scripture that have been particularly, um, helpful for you in times when you've encountered barriers to his word? Yeah, I, I have so many, but I'll (laughs) just pick a couple. Uh, the first one is, um, Hebrews Mm 412, where it talks about the word being alive Mm -hmm. and active Mm -hmm. and as a two edged sword and piercing the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And there's a there's a translation that even calls his word a scalpel. Mm -hmm. And I love that so much. I think that's in the message. And you think about a scalpel, it's an instrument Mm -hmm. that a doctor specifically uses and to cut out to dig out to get to the root Mm -hmm. and um, dig out the junk, I always say. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that has been super helpful and the word has just been very alive and just there's parts of scripture that just leaps off the page mm-hmm. and I'm thinking oh that was a nugget just for me <laughs> you know it just feels like that was just for me yeah. I needed that right yeah. so just the word is alive it's active it's mm-hmm. it's uh it's a beautiful scripture and it's one that I go to often especially you know just sometimes it gets I feel like I get I get a little dull in my reading yeah. or, you know, I just feel like I'm in a, a routine kind mm-hmm. of mundane. And so when I go back to that scripture, it reminds me that the word is a, it's it's a verb. Mm-hmm. It's active and it's always moving. And mm-hmm. um, God is always pruning and, mm-hmm. and, and working in our hearts. Yeah. And then the other scripture is First Corinthians 13, where it talks about love. And what helps me is. Everywhere that it says love, I put God's name. So it mm-hmm. says love is patient. God is patient. Mm-hmm. God is kind. God does not hold grudges. God sees the best. So it helps me to look at those characteristics and change the word uh, love, love to God because God is love. And so that that's that makes sense. Those characters help me um, when I'm struggling mm-hmm. and when I, when I need re- true reminders of why it's important to fight for the time mm-hmm. to sit in his word. Mm-hmm. I love those um, reminders of the living, breathing um, truth of God's word. Cause I think for me, I, I grew up in the church. So I grew up, you know, hearing that and believing that, but maybe not, fully realizing that for a while and then I think some of the the beauty of approaching God's word a little bit more intentionally and looking at context and backgrounds of books before you just like try to dig right Mm -hmm. into the text Um, I remember when I was studying one of the epistles with a group of girlfriends and you know talking about the themes that are in the epistle and how that um that coincides with some themes in maybe James 
and realizing that like, you know, again, remembering back in the day, like they're not texting, you know, James and John aren't texting each other <laughs> like, hey, what are you writing about? Like, oh, I'm writing about this. Um, so the fact that like both of those two books were being written around the same time and two men who were geographically separated and those similar themes come up in both of the letters when they probably had no clue that each other was writing mm-hmm. that, you know, God inspired text at that time. Like that was just mind blowing to me to realize, you know, cause I think that I see all of these books as like separate sections of scripture, but then you see like, oh no, like th- this is, this is what's, you know, what God's word is doing. Like he was working in both of those men at the same time to write those books at the same time. Powerful. I mean, just, it just speaks to the care, the, I mean, the, the word being inspired, Mm -hmm. um, by the Holy spirit and and by God himself. I mean, there really is no denying. Uh, I I was, I was talking to uh, my daughter the other day and, uh, we were talking about reading and I, and she's a reader. And I said, you know, you wouldn't go to the library and pick up a book and start at chapter 25 <laughs> and you wouldn't do that. Right. And she said, well, no, I wouldn't do that. I would go back to the beginning and I would probably read the prologue yeah. and, the, and you know, all the information about the author, mm-hmm. just so I could get context. So approaching God's word, using that same approach, mm-hmm. I think is just huge. It, it is it is a story mm-hmm. from beginning to end mm-hmm. with a lot of broken characters in there in the middle, just mm-hmm. like us. Yep. Uh, just showing that God certainly can use anyone. Uh, his will will be done. And he chooses to allow us to be a part of us. He, mm-hmm. he doesn't need us, yeah. uh, but he allows us, again, just a loving, gracious father. He allows us to be characters and to kind of help, um, help tell the story. That's awesome. Which is huge. Yeah. Well, as we kind of start to wind down, um, are there any kind of last encouragements that you might want to share with our listeners? I would just say um, I'm a a metaphor person. So Mm -hmm. it helps me to look at um, either metaphors or examples in real life to Mm -hmm. compare to God's word. And what I mean by that is I think about um, an owner's manual. So you get a new kitchen gadget or you get a piece of furniture that you need to kind of put together. You've never seen this before. Mm -hmm. It requires some assembling. Most of the time, you're not just going to start putting pieces together. Or if you do, you're going to run into some roadblocks because there's a reason that it comes with a manual. Mm-hmm. There's a reason that it comes with step-by-step instructions and most of the time pictures, which is very helpful mm-hmm. for visual learners like me. So I would just say approach that this is our owner's manual. This is our manual for life. This is how we do life. This shows us um, God's track record. It shows us, it's his resume of where he's been, what he's done, mm-hmm. what he's doing, and um, it it is here for our benefit. We don't have to, you know, we we don't have to or get to do this alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a partner um, that is willing and able uh, to assist us in everything. And so, don't be afraid of it. Yes, it can be very intimidating, but there's many many tools to put in the tool belt to kind of help us break down scripture mm-hmm. and to navigate scripture, but. Really, this is our owner's manual for life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's um, it, it's limitless in what it can provide us and, and allow us and really in any season of life that we have. That's awesome. 
Well, I just want to thank you so much for being with us today and sharing what God's been teaching you. It's been really encouraging to me. Thank you. Thank you for having me.